four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. No, there is no Stephen Watson. Although I'm here, I'm Gabe Neitzel. Pleased to be joined by the one, the only... Nolan Murphy. You are the sub du jour on this program. Anytime I'm out, anytime Steven's out, we turn to Nolan Murphy to sub on On the Tee. What's up, buddy? I'm the official Monday qualifier, I feel like, <laughs> of On the Tee. You get a call, especially like we called you yesterday. Oh, hey, by the way, Steven won't be here. Nolan just comes rushing in. Catch Steven this evening, though. Brewers game. Yes, you can. Valley Sports. Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Make sure you check him out. And then after the game as well. He's Excited good. for him. He'll have a great sports coat on. I know that. I mean, huh. that guy is one of the best looking people in sports media. And he dresses appropriately. Yep. Like, the, the way he dresses, he's one of the best dressed as well. Had the thrilling game yesterday. That was his first game yesterday. Fourth of July. Brewers win on a walk-off three-run home run from Victor Carantini. And our guy, Stephen Watson, was there Love it that. against the Cubs. All those Cubs fans walking around all day yesterday in downtown Milwaukee. They got what they deserved. On the T's opening segment brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. You know, I, I always think, after I get done with the previous show, hey, maybe next week we'll be talking about something different. Nope. For about, I don't know, two, two and a half months, it seems every time we open up the microphones for On the T, it's going to be about live golf and it's not shocking this week because they had their second event, their first event in the United States at Pumpkin Ridge out west uh, over the weekend. They had it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which I still, why wouldn't you do it Friday, Saturday? Especially Sunday. a holiday weekend. Maybe yeah. there's nothing on TV yesterday, it felt like, well, in the morning. I mean, it's not like lives on TV. Either, yeah, that is so. hey, YouTube, though, man. <laughs> well, so let me but, ask right you this. Point, let me ask you this because, especially if you're listening to this program, like, me, Steven, you, we're diehard golf people. Like, you run the one-and-done pool that I am in for picks every year. Like, this is so, you, you're a diehard golf guy. How much live golf, actual golf, have you watched? Steven and I talked about this for a couple weeks. I have yet to watch it live. What I do is I catch it on YouTube after the fact. They have a 30-minute condensed version, and... I think I view it as a normal golf junkie would, probably someone on the PGA Tour that works there. What are they doing? I look at some of the kind of like unique things they're doing with the leaderboard, but there's nobody there. That's the bummer. And Pumpkin Ridge is a place where I believe Tiger played an amateur yeah. tournament back in the day. It's a gorgeous golf course. They've had, I think, a couple of Corn Ferry Tour events out there. Yeah, Pacific Northwest, you're going to have awesome golf, especially this time of the year. But it's not on TV, and that's what makes sports amazing. You know, at the end of the day, like you can just turn on the channel, all of a sudden live golf. I know they don't need the money, but they're going to need that for the notoriety at some point. They, yeah, exactly. And, and at some point, 
despite the Saudi government having seemingly endless amounts of money, like at some point they are going to need some sort of return on investment. Right now, they're just pumping money, more money, more money into this, and eventually they're going to have to make money back somewhere. And typically, for all sports leagues, this isn't just a golf thing, which, by the way, if you're somebody who's wondering, oh, where did the PGA Tour get all this money from? They just literally renegotiated their contract with their TV deals. Like, all that money is starting to pump in. So in the same way that the NFL, after just renegotiating a TV deal, their salary cap is going up, the PGA Tour is going to have more money to pump into events to make them bigger. But I digress. So at some point, the live whatever they're going to do, they've got to figure out a way to get it on television. And I know they're using, because Greg Norman can't help himself, and he puts it out on Twitter, that they're using NBC's helping them out on the production side, or they're using some of the NBC stuff and people. But NBC's not going to put it on their television. Golf Channel won't either. They're owned by the same company. They're a PGA Tour partner. Same thing with CBS, same thing with ABC, ESPN. So that leaves us with, if you want to get it on regular TV... You think that, though? Because, like, use this example. There's race car drivers that bounce back and forth between Indy, NASCAR, even, you know, F1. At the end of the day, don't you think if ESPN views it as good content for ESPN+, Plus? There's not an exclusive with their agreement. I, I, you have a great point of, you know, is Jay Monahan going to get upset if all of a sudden yes, you don't, it I mean, legitimizes- you don't want to upset your partner. And, e- and ESPN went through that when they up ESPN Monday Night Football sucked. And this wasn't even like with their announcing crew. I'm talking about when, like, in its heyday, the, one of my favorite promos of all time Mike Tirico's doing the game with John Gruden. And, you know, they've got a promo, they've got to promote the, the game coming up next week. And Tariko goes, oh, coach, you love football, don't you? Oh, Mike, you know I do. Well, we're going to put that to the test next week. We've got Jets-Jaguars on Monday Night Football. Like, really gets the blood going, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what live golf kind of is right now that, some weeks. So, so, I mean, they used to, they, they ticked off the NFL to the point where they were getting Jets Jaguars, and that was what Mike Tirico was doing. So I don't think ESPN ABC is going to want to tick off one of their partners that they're paying media rights for. And as long, like, if they get to some point where there is a truce between Live and PGA and DP World Tour, then yes, some of those partners will come calling. But I don't see that coming anytime soon. So if they want to put their 14 events on television next year, and you wanted to put it on regular television, you've got one option. And Fox... Their main analyst was Paul Azinger, got rid of him, fired Greg Norman, who now runs the live after one year of doing U.S. Open stuff. All their guys have moved on. And And they did an awful job when they had a shot at the majors, I felt like, a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't seem like Fox is going to get into the live golf world. So I don't know who would work with them. You probably end up putting it on cable, maybe a streaming service, but they have to figure out a way other than YouTube because like, yes, they have some things working for them, but right now it's really hard to find. And here's the other thing after watching it, it's not doing much for me just because it doesn't feel like for the most part, these guys are really taking it that serious because these guys have gone from having to make cuts to make money to they've made their money and now they just got to show up and they get bare minimum 
150K. Yeah, there's no competition angle. I mean, and I've been not a supporter of live golf, but I'm all for changing the game, evolving the game, making things different. We don't need to have the same John Deere Classic, which was over the weekend. Shout out to JT Poston. But do we need to have a golf tournament in the Quad Cities when there's all these gorgeous golf courses across the country? So, and that's it's another it, it, for another time. But there's but, that competition angle that's just not there, Gabe. It's like watching an NFL preseason game. What does it matter? You know, at the end of the day. Exactly. That's what live golf feels like because these guys, they're going to get their money. They're not right now playing to be on the President's Cup team. Nope. And they are getting zero, you know, official golf ranking points. Mm-hmm. So you're just watching scrimmages at the end of the day and guys making a lot of money. And sure, could you go? I hope we get a chance to go down to Chicago. Maybe the access is really cool as a fan because there's no one there. <laughs> there is Maybe that's no the selling there. point. Hey, be right next to Patrick Reed for all 18 holes. And that's the tough part with Liv, too, right now. Because if you tune into it, you have Jerry Fultz, who's their lead play-by-play guy, being like, oh, yeah, they, we, they, we sold out of stuff. Like we, our, our merchandise tent, it was packed. It was full. And now it's not full anymore. And I'm, then I'm watching the television product, and I'm seeing Pat Perez tap in on the sixth hole with literally no one around him. You know, like there's... There's no one there. Jerry, who's buying all this live golf equipment? Like, who's buying a live golf hat? Oh, those hats are awful that Patrick Reed wears. Yeah, well, I mean, at least he finally got a hat deal. Exactly, yeah. He, you know, shout out to Patrick, who's been searching for that hat deal for quite some time at this point. But I, I don't find it enjoyable that Pat Perez made almost a million dollars despite shooting 80 on Saturday. Like that doesn't that doesn't do it for me. I was more into Scott Stallings, who I know the story a little bit, and and he's not a mainstream. He's he is his story in terms of the weight that he's lost, why he had to lose it, and now him becoming a workout fiend. Like I was rooting for him to get into the top three of the John Deere so he could be exempt and then get into the open next week. So that that gave me something to root for, whereas what there's just no storylines. You hit it on the head. There's nothing really to make you sit through that next commercial break, block out a Sunday afternoon when it's gorgeous in the Midwest. There's no reason where, you know, next weekend and this weekend, which we'll get to with the Scottish Open, we're going to be glued to our TVs mm-hmm. watching these incredible fields at these really cool golf courses. They're not there yet with Live Golf, but I'm sure at some point the embarrassment does, you know, Greg Norman, talk about an ego. Guy has one of the biggest egos in professional sports. He will want to try to succeed. And if we're talking about this right here and saying it's not going to succeed without television revenue or television audiences, then he'll try to fix that. Here's my prediction. Greg Norman doesn't last another 12 months. By this time next year, somebody else will be the figurehead of Live Golf. Well, when you think of Greg Norman, you don't think of partnership. And I'm sure whoever he has to report to at this, you know, this Saudi back tour... There has to be some frustrations with working with Greg Norman, I can imagine. It seems like, I mean, he is, anytime he's gotten in front of a microphone, I mean, you, a lot of the press conferences and the one they had last week was cringy with Pat Perez and Patrick Reed and I'm trying to think who the. Was other. that when Brooks got upset? Yeah, that that was Brooks a part of that one too. Brooks I mean, and DJ in front of a microphone. Actually, not that I mean, I'm great, but I mean they are not great. DJ's actually the best because he's like so aloof. Like he just doesn't give any answers. So it, the DJ's DJ. Like he's fine. Whereas the nest the rest of you Patrick Reed, you, the the reason you just told me that you joined Live Golf is because now you get to spend more time with your family. You don't have to play as much golf. 
dude, first of all, you get to set your own schedule on the PGA Tour. You only have to play a minimum of 15 events to keep your card. So why are you playing 30? I think there's something there, though, with the pressure of the sponsors. Oh, sure. No, th- and, and that's The pressure of the sponsors thing. means a little mm-hmm. different when Dustin Johnson doesn't want to go play the RBC Canadian Open. Yeah. Now no, he doesn't I, have to do that. RBC left him. So that's so with, with Patrick Reed saying, hey, I, I don't have to play as much. Then I don't want to see you suing the PGA Tour in order to play their events. Like, if, if you want to play less, why are you upset that the PGA Tour is preventing you from playing, like, more? I, I don't understand that. Like, this week, Ian Poulter is going to be playing in the Scottish Open because he sued DP World Tour in order to get in. There was an injunction, so it's, it's going through it's the legal happen. process yeah. over there. And, and, I mean, these things are going to happen. But if one of the reasons, one of the talking points that you have is, oh, I don't want to play as much, then why are you suing to play more? And that's what Justin Thomas is so upset about. He just wants them to come out and basically not be hypocrites and say, hey, I did this for the money. I think... Players like Billy Horschel, who was very outspoken over the weekend, and Justin Thomas, they just want their former colleagues on the PGA Tour to be truthful about why they went to live golf. And it's not even just those press conferences, it's truthful to those guys, right? Because JT and and Billy Horschel have been told one thing to their faces by some of these guys, and next thing they know, they see him up in, in front of one of the press conferences. And Pat Perez, man, like I used to like Pat. I kind of like the way he ground. He, he's 46 years old. He has grinded it out. Like, I get why he took the money. But don't tell me you took the money because you had to miss the birth of your child, because you were 116th, already had your card, and you were in a playoff event last week. There are plenty of guys sprinkled throughout professional sports who decide to miss that playoff event to go for the birth of their child. Josh Hader, that was just a couple weeks ago for the Milwaukee Brewers. That's a personal choice you made, Pat. And oh, by the way, if your wife has a third kid and you're playing Pumpkin Ridge next year, you think the Saudis are going to be really understanding and going to let you go? No. The only things Live Golf really has going for right now is, as of today, 22 of the top 100 players. That is not a number. That's not 50-50, but that definitely keeps Jay Monahan up at night. Oh, 100%. Because in, in when you look at the, the, the player impact ratings and the player impact program that the PGA Tour had last year, four of those ten guys are gone. One of those guys is Tiger Woods, who's not going anywhere. But Tiger's not really playing a ton of golf anymore. And there's a reason Liv decided to play this week. Like, they're not dumb. I mean, they're dumb with some things. But going up against... Like, I, I, I don't want to see... Greg Norman, oh, look at our field versus John Deere. Well, there's a reason you decided to play this week, man. You're kind of skewing the numbers. Let's let's take a look at your field versus what's going to be happening this week at the Scottish Open, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I did mention a very special name, a name that gets everybody going, and that's Tiger Woods. He's played a program the last couple of days. We're going to talk about that, how he looks heading into the final major of the season. But first, I do want to tell you about the bug. We have reached the month of July, which means we have the ESPN Milwaukee Open coming up later this month. And of course, hosting, once again, is the bug. It offers a challenging but playable golf course in a beautiful natural setting in Sockville, Wisconsin. The bug is is a challenging golf course. I mean, if you are kind of spraying it around... It'll kick you in the teeth. It's going to happen. But it's challenging. You have to execute shots. When you score well at the ball, you know you played a great round of golf. It's rated in the top five of Palmer courses in the United States. Make sure you get in a round at the ball this year. Tiger Woods. He's playing 
probably for the final time in 2022. We'll dive into that, what he looked like in the pro-am that he played the last two days. Coming up next on the team. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. She said she'd never turn on me. All right, before we get to It's All About the Drive, one more thing about Liv. Taylor Gooch. You're an idiot. You are the biggest moron. So first of all, Taylor Gooch. <laughs> Gabe is excited, ladies and gentlemen. Like I can't believe he like the the things that Taylor Gooch, who nobody knows who you are, Taylor. Like the things that he said this week. It started with him talking about, well, I just wanted to play the London Live event as a one-off. I can't believe they actually suspended me. Which DJ Pihowski of No Laying Up podcast had the best tweet about it. Uh, have you ever seen the meme of, uh, it's just, it's a quote from a stabbed guy. What are you going to do? Stab me? <laughs> like that, like the, the, the tour could not have been more clear about, Hey, you could play for live. We're going to suspend you. Yeah. Taylor Gooch is in a scream movie. He's surprised to see the <laughs> like, scream guy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then he is on the winning team. I don't even remember the name of the team because they switch teams all the time. They switch team names, but he's on the winning team. And has the stones to say, you know, I've never played a President's or Ryder Cup. I haven't played on any of those teams, but I can't imagine it's much different than today. What? At Pumpkin Ridge? And- At Pumpkin Ridge? <laughs> in June, July? hundreds yeah. in attendance? You're going to tell me that was the same as Steve Stricker breaking down crying in front of the home fans at Whistling Straits in front of thousands and thousands of people? JT commented on the Instagram post, Justin Thomas, and he said, you know, not verbatim, but I've seen some funny things on the internet, but this might be the best one. <laughs> all right, now we can get to Tiger Woods in It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. When we last saw our hero, he was shooting 79 at the PGA Championship and decided to withdraw, which made sense. He looked very uncomfortable walking around the PGA, and I'm talking about Tiger Woods. So Tiger, in the first two majors of the year, did a hell of a job to grind to make both cuts, which is, as sad as it is to talk about with Tiger Woods, I thought some sort of accomplishment, a nice welcome back. Hey, there's a lot of guys. Brooks Kepka didn't make the cut at the Masters. Yeah. Patrick Cantley could it barely, he was 10 over in Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. So, and especially after seeing uh, the country club at Brookline, yeah, that's not a place for Tiger. There was a lot of. And ups the weather and was downs not great and, most of the weekend, too. No, it, it, it was not. So, Tiger decided to skip the U.S. Open. But now we have, he committed to the Open Championship before he even committed to the PGA. In Oklahoma, he committed to that right after Augusta National. Well, before that, he had made a pick, had to make a pit stop in Ireland. 
before he makes that little jump over to Scotland. Playing in the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. Lots of pros involved in this. I mean, PGA Tour guys, Live Golf guys. You know, you had Brooks Kepka, you had Tiger, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm. There was a great clip that you tweeted out. I'll, I'll make sure we retweet it. Um, of Tiger and John Rahm just talking about how Rahm manipulates the ball, how he hits a cut, how he hits a draw with the it's driver. Insane. Just it's, like, I mean, John Rahm must have been drooling. And this tournament, Xander Shoffley was the winner of this Pro-Am. It had 40,000 people at an event each day. I mean, Xander Shoffley's like, this looks like, you know, not like Taylor Gooch. He goes, this feels like a tour event. Like, this is <laughs> cool to see. And this is a nonprofit tournament. J.P. McDaniels is a very big-time philanthropist overseas, um, and he does a lot for the golf community, it seems like, in the United Kingdom Oh, he Kingdom gets everybody area. there. Yeah. Anybody who was anybody was there. DJ at was there. I mean, it was a who's who. And um, it was good to see Tiger play. You know, he played with a couple amateurs and a female golfer on, you know, Monday, 77-74. You got to think Tiger's just trying to be like, hey, how does it feel like to play Lynx golf? Yeah, you? and he wasn't really, like, reading pots. It was... So if you see 77-74, he wasn't like in grind mode. He wasn't in tournament mode. It was it's it's a hit and giggle, you know, where he's there. It's he's a pro some swings He's in. the pro. He's there to give yeah. an experience to the other people and the fans that are in attendance. Let's go ahead and hear Tiger Woods and hear what he had to say after his round of golf today. Yes, it's been worth it. It's been hard. I mean, I've I've had some very difficult days and. Um, some days in which I just just moving off the couch is a hell of a task, and that's just the way it is. Um, as I said, I'm very thankful for all the support I've gotten, my, my treatment staff, um, all of my surgeons for repairing this leg and and keeping it. And so um, I have my own, my own two legs, which uh, I think is it's. Not only it's it's I take I'm not gonna take it for granted anymore. I know some people do, but people who have come close or who have lost a limb um, understand what I'm saying. And it's you have difficult days, but also you have great days. And my my great days are not what they used to be. That's for sure. But um, they're great days in which I can spend with my with my kids and do things that um, uh, that they can do. Maybe at a slightly slightly slower pace, but I can still do it with them. It's still jarring to hear him being that grateful to have the limb. It, and again, it's just so, it's such a surreal thing. Like, yeah, he was very close to not having that leg. And it's gotten better. At no point in Tiger Woods' future do I think it's going to look smooth when he's walking down a fairway the way it used to, especially if there's a little bit of downhill to that fairway. I think there's going to be a little hitch in the giddy-up. But it's gotten better. Like when you first saw him at Augusta, I didn't want to say it out loud. And then, because then, he, of course, he went and shot 71 and he was top 10 after the first round. But when I first saw him, I thought, how is he going to make it four days? How is he going to be able to walk around this place? And it was taxing and his weekend wasn't great. His weekend got away from him. But it seems like the walk is getting better. I mean, what he said is humbling. I mean, talking about people losing limbs and really, I'm, I'm sure a lot of those days last year, him thinking about, I may not have a leg. 
anymore. So I'm sure he's happy that he can play golf with Charlie, and I think this is all kind of icing on the cake. And, I mean, there is a lot of buzz. Like, could this be the last time we ever see Tiger play golf next week? You know, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I think he would love to play at St. Andrews and contend one more time. He is also the ultimate competitor. So if he, you know, sniffs around in St. Andrews, say, what do you think expectations-wise, Gabe? Top 10? Like, would that... I I think Tiger could go top 10. I I don't think Tiger's going to win at St. Andrews. That would be insane. Well, I mean... I'd love to be wrong. And of course, (laughs) of course, Tiger's not going to win next week. But... Insanity. What if he did? I'm just... Like, what if he did? If you thought the Masters in 2019... Oh. was this most magical run of all time. This would be a hundred times. I mean, this guy was almost a paraplegic. I'm putting in my notice right now for Steven. So you may have to get ready uh, in a couple of weeks. If Tiger Woods wins the Open at St. Andrews in two weeks, I ain't coming in on Monday. I am still going to be drunk. And just rewatching. Oh, I, uh, I am just going to be. It is. It, like, I still have. Well, for a while, for for the year, I DVR'd the ma- the final round of the Masters in 2019, and I kept that on my DVR. In the same way, I have kept Game Six of last year's NBA Finals on my DVR. Yeah, you're bored. You kind of watch it. Or whatever. That's like more of a late night viewing for me. You get home from the bars, you pop it on. You oh, have, sure. You... And and now because Augusta puts everything on YouTube, so once they put that final round on YouTube, now I can just go to YouTube and watch it that way. But so I, I don't have to take the uh, the room up on the DVR. <laughs> but I'm telling you this: if Tiger Woods is within striking distance, I am recording it. Yeah, and I'm going to watch it a thousand times. I ain't coming in for Jen Gabe Chewy. I'm not coming in for On the Tee that Monday. It is going to be full celebration mode. Will be the sports story of the year, and it'll happen in July. Of the century. And we are only 22 years into (laughs) said century. It would be the sports story of the century if Tiger Woods were to actually pull that off. And I'm, I'm with you. I doubt it's the last time we see him. Just because if he played Augusta the way he played it, um... This last year? A year later. A year later, it just, again, just it seems like he's getting better. We're going to see him at the Hero, his own tournament. We'll see him probably at the President's Cup. Not playing, but my guess in some sort of, you know, captain, vice captain duty. He loves team golf. And, you know, you started out the segment, Gabe, talking about, you know, the clip I tweeted out on Twitter at the Nolan Murphy of him talking to John Rahm. He has now taken this mentor role where he just oh, so he wants good. to watch these guys play golf and just unload knowledge on them. I mean, Rory and JT are the two people that benefit the most out of that. But John Rahm was quoted earlier this year at Augusta asking Tiger back in the day for tips, and he's like, yeah, ball goes down the hill. I mean, something like that. <laughs> Yeah. It was very basic. Yeah. Well, we'll play the first hole, and then we'll play the second hole, and then the third hole after that. Yes, that was the advice that Tiger Woods was doling out about a decade or so ago. But yeah, Tiger, I, and by the way, I am here for this. I am here for Tiger Woods, golf ambassador. And if we got, if we could get the Tiger Woods in that 50-second clip that you tweeted out, dude, he would be the best golf analyst. Well, what about like a Peyton, uh, you know, what Peyton Manning does where he goes inside the play on ESPN Plus? Yeah, that, I mean, with, with Peyton and Eli. That, and I, that and I'm not talking means... about the sidecast. I'm oh, talking sure. about, uh, 
Oh, oh, the Kobe other Kobe Bryant, yeah. you know, RIP used to do it as well. Basically, like dissecting a play. Like, sure. If we could just get Tiger once a month on ESPN Plus to put up some content about breaking down somebody in the top 25 swing for 30 minutes. I mean, Gabe, talk about you not working next Monday. You may never work again. Oh, if Tiger Woods starts doing stuff like that, man, just absolutely forget about it. Gulf weather in Wisconsin is here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, the one place is Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. If you haven't been out to Fairways, I can't recommend it enough. The golf course is a lot of fun to play. And the staff out there, they just invigorate fun. Golf is supposed to be fun. And that's what Fairways of Woodside believes. You're going to be hearing music when you roll up. The staff's going to be friendly. If you're late, you know, kind of holding everybody else up in your group, they're going to give you some crap. They're, they are just... They are what golf is supposed to be. Rain or shine, you are going to have a great time at Fairways of Woodside. Awesome layout and inside. They have the simulators inside. You can go there and know you're going to leave having a smile on your face and having a great time with your buddies or your family. Nolan and I love to go there. You will as well. Book your next tee time at fairwaysofwoodside.com. We've got to make some picks. We're going to talk about the brand new Genesis Scottish Open and why it's different this year. Coming up next on the tee. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. There's a new event. It's not really new. It's it's existing. Re-ima- reimagined. Yeah, reimagined, I guess, would be the best way to put it. It's Nolan Murphy, by the way. I'm Gabe Knight. So Nolan Murphy, our cousin sub of the day, in for Stephen Watson. And the Scottish Open has been reimagined. There's been money that's been put into it. A brand new fancy title sponsor in Genesis. And it is a co-branded event between the DP World Tour, formerly known as the European Tour, and the PGA Tour. First time we've seen this. And... I could see this potentially happening more often, especially with the live threat continuing to be out there and seemingly the DP World Tour and PGA Tour strengthen their uh, partnership over the last couple of weeks. But this, to me, was kind of a no-brainer. There were a couple of guys that went over. I know Phil's played the Scottish Open previous uh, when he was still a member of the PGA Tour. And there, there are guys that want to play the week before a major. We've seen JT talk about this this year. He loves he's, doing this. He, he hasn't been that guy before, but he's done it, and he's felt felt like it prepares him better. And a lot of guys, because Lynx-style golf is different than the Parkland-style golf we get here in the States and, and what you do on a week-to-week basis on the PGA Tour. So these guys want to get around a couple of rounds under their belt of Lynx-style golf. So they go over and play the Scottish Open, which is what we're getting this week. Yeah, it'll be awesome, and if you think about it, it is the seventh best strength of field this year of any PGA Tour tournament. That's disregarding the three majors, the players, the match play, as well as Riviera. So we're going to get, Gabe, amazing golf this week. I think 39 of the top 50 players, if I'm not wrong, are we going to be in the field? Yeah, I think I think that's right. That, that sounds correct. So a lot of guys have decided to play this because there are going to be FedEx Cup points on the line, a lot of money on the line, and it gets you ready before you have to drive to the other side of Edinburgh and go to St. Andrews for the Open. Yeah, it's double the purse that the split tour event this week in the PGA Tour and the Barbersall Championship is. Over $8 million. That is going to attract 
anyone. Now, there will not be any live, you know, golfers out there. But there, Scotty Scheffler's playing in this. Justin Thomas is playing this. So you've got Xander Shoffley, John Rom, JT Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Xander, Zalatoris, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth. That's Patrick about as Cantlay, yeah, That's about as good as the PGA Tour Cam can do right Smith, now. Yeah, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, Yaquin Neiman. Like these are the guys that are playing this week. A little bit different, and no offense to JT Postman. Yeah, and it's going to be on TV. Set your alarms early. This is awesome Thursday morning. Get your coffee ready. Get ready for work and watch some Lynx golf you know, a week ahead of time. I think this is what we will see more and more ahead of the Open Championship. I think we will also maybe see this, Gabe, in years where the team golf matchups like the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup fall overseas. Why not you know, have another you know, event next year you know, outside of Rome? Get them ready to play that. You know a lot of these players spend their off weeks when the Ryder Cup, their President's Cup, is in another country. They'll fly ahead of time, play golf there. I think this helps expand the game a little bit more. Also, you know, the European Tour needed to do this after the pandemic, as many companies across the you know world had some shortfalls. They needed to sell their revenue, their media rights, basically, to the PGA Tour for it to exist. Now... The only you know hope you don't have is it just becomes a feeder tour. Yeah, I mean, it's. I watch a lot of European golf. I feel like on Saturday morning because it's on the Golf Channel, and you'll see the Matt Wallaces playing, mm-hmm. and you'll see Thunder Bear, Thornborn Olsen playing, and you know some names that you and I know. Um, this definitely helps it, but you're not going to get you know a lot of the heavy international guys that are older that we grew up with, Gary Woodland, Ian Poulter, who is going to play this week. They're now in live golf, so. I mean, do American golfers get, you know, international fans going? What what I'm hoping for in this ultimate partnership between DP World Tour and the, the PGA Tour is that we get more of a worldwide tour. Like we don't need as many events that we have in the United States. And it, it pains me to say that because we used to have an event here in Milwaukee that we no longer have and haven't for, you know, 15 years at this point. And the John Deere Classic was an event for a while that was the only thing in the Midwest. Now we do, yes, we have, you know, the 3M is up in uh, Minneapolis and, and we have the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is now in Detroit. So we have more representation in the Midwest, but the John Deere Classic, especially a kid from Wisconsin, kid from Horicon, Wisconsin, where about the only thing we have is a John Deere plant, Steve Stricker would go there. Steve Stricker would go there and win. Like So that was it, it's an event that's near and dear to my heart. The PGA Tour event, or the, the, the DP PGA Tour event should have been the Irish Open. You know, yes. draw more eyes to that. Like, let's actually put together... Like a little European swing, almost. The same way the LPGA does. The LPGA is a worldwide tour, and that's more Asian-influenced than it is European-influenced. But because of that, in the early part of the season... January, February, pre-pandemic, they would go and make a swing through a lot of the Asian countries because of how popular the women's game is there. It only makes sense because you go where the money, where where you can get the money. But if you're going to come together, then come together. Don't make the DP World Tour a feeder tour. Let's have a worldwide tour 
featuring the best players that Europe and the United States have to offer with the DP World Tour, PGA Tour. To me, that's how you fight off, and here we are talking about it again, live golf. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully on board. Do we need another golf tournament in Texas? It feels like they go back and forth. You know, the we whole really fir- don't. Yeah, the whole first quarter of the year is between San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth. Can we put a couple of events across the pond? I would really lo- love it because what you're going to see this weekend at the Scottish Open is what we saw a little bit at the Country Club. Maybe up to 40 mile an hour wins. That's fun. Watching guys shoot 20 under let to me, t- me is not fun let me as tell a you golf something. junkie. Let me tell you something there. And you've done Nolan. it. Playing the Renaissance Club, or as they call it, the Renaissance over there uh, in 40 mile an hour wins, not fun. Not fun. I can. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got a video. I should tweet this out at some point this week. Maybe I'll do it right after the show. Maybe I'll do it right before the tournament starts. Of my tee shot on 18, where the wind almost like I lose balance, and the wind pushes my ball so far left. Like it was. If it gets whippy out there, it is. I am really curious to see it because when I went to Scotland, this was the last course we played. It was a lot of fun to play. I enjoyed playing it. I'm really curious to see how much these guys can attack it, especially if the winds do pick up, which they do in North Berwick. Quick prediction for the Scottish. Who do you uh, like? The Gruber Law Office's one call, that's all pick of the week. I'm going to go JT. And, and this is because I can't get out of my mind. If the winds pick up like that, the way that he... And he putted so bad at the Players' Championship. But he was hitting the ball better than... Like anyone, the way he could manipulate his flights, the way he could play into the wind, side wind, the way he played when the players really bucked back in March, I think JT is either winning this week or JT is going to make it a two major season and he's winning next week. He would have been my pick. I'm going Will Zalatoris. I think Zalatoris, we saw how he played. You know, leading up to everything on Sunday at the Country Club, I think he has a type of game that fits anywhere right now. It does. Top five hottest golfer in the world. Um, it's probably going to be him. Scotty Scheffler might just win again. He's on an insane tear. Um, Why not? Why not? T12, exactly. T12 there last year, by the way. And this is the fourth consecutive year in which uh, the Renaissance has hosted the Scottish Open. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I like coffee golf. I really have, like having it out on the TV in the morning. It's just, it's it's refreshing. Coffee golf. You should uh, patent that. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Annex Wealth Management, proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click on the Get Started button. So, if you are a diehard listener of 94.5 ESPN, you may have noticed I was not on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning, yet here I am still doing On the Tee. There's a reason for that, and that reason is going to be revealed as part of our course review, which is coming up next on the Tee. For It's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Shockville is rated one of the top five Palmer courses in the United States. That's right, an Arnold Palmer design right here in the in the state of Wisconsin, and it offers a challenging. 
playable golf course, beautiful natural setting in Sockville, Wisconsin. If you haven't been out there, the practice facility is absolutely fantastic. Great practice green, range that kind of stretches all the way around. You can get in work out there. You can also play a great round of golf. Make sure you do that. And, of course, the bog is home of the ESB Milwaukee Open coming up later this month. It's actually hosting a, a state amp qualifier for the WSGA as well, which is where... Oakwood Golf Course comes in to play. We talk about that right now. Thanks to our friends at at uh, Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. I think this is my fifth year. Fourth or fifth year, I have tried to qualify for the Wisconsin State Amateur. Unfortunately, did not do it today, but I was down at Oakwood Park Golf Course, um, which is a course that, in the county... Look, Brown Deer is the crown jewel, understandably so. Even with some of the trees that have had to be removed over the last couple of years, Brown Deer is the, is the the jewel that the county parks system has. It's where Tiger Woods made his debut. Like, there's just certain historical things that can never be Can't taken away. Uh, Corey Pavin shot, I believe, a PJ Tour record 26 on the front nine at Brown Deer. So there are just some historical things that have happened there. Um, Oakwood is still... I love the golf course. I enjoy the golf course. Wish it wouldn't... You know, I wish I could get back to the double bogey I had on 10 today that kind of derailed me after making the turn in two over, but... Um, it was it was a great time being out there at Oakwood Park today. And not to pump your tires, Gabe, but this is the longest Milwaukee County course. Yes, it you is. You would think this is somewhere where you succeed. Yeah. You know, you can kind of open up. I know, especially in that back nine, mm-hmm. and we have not had a lot of rain lately. Now, that doesn't mean the county courses are not kept up, kept up but the ball is bouncing right it now is. in Wisconsin. Um, so I'm bummed to hear that, buddy. I mean, yeah. 1971, the golf course, it is, I think, it's definitely in my top three. I go back and forth between that and Dretzka. I love the layout at Dretzka up in Menominee Falls area. Yep. But Oakwood, if you're, you know, south of downtown, you can spin down there in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's it's really easy to get to. And the again, it's just a golf course that you can stretch it out as far as you want with the with the multiple tee options that they have. You know, you don't have to go and play it as far back as we were today. And, you know, I think you play a, up over 7,000 Yeah, I was going to ask what you think you played it at today. Um, we probably played it about 67, 68. I mean, there were a couple of times where the tees would be up where kind of the blues were instead of all the way back on the blacks. But... Um, it's man, it, it is a fun course to play, and some of those greens, like if you put the pins in some tougher spots, like I think of the um, the fourth hole, yeah, fourth hole is a par three. Like the green on the left just kind of runs all away from you, and they put it pretty close to that ridge. So if you miss the pin left, you could have hit a really good shot that probably would have ended up. 15 to 20 feet away instead of just being tight like the way you thought it would be. Well, and you compare it to Brown Deer and Dretzka, too. Those are more of your traditional Wisconsin wooded area mm-hmm. golf courses. Down at Oakwood, south of the airport, you can catch some wind. You can catch some flyers oh, yeah. uh, on, a, on a nice hot summer day. So hats off to you, buddy. I know it's not the uh, the result you wanted. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but the fun part is if you have not played a WSGA event... I cannot recommend it enough. And they have a lot more. They've they 
you'll have to sign up for them next year because most of them sold out, but they have a two-man scramble series this year, a net partners event where you and your partner, you're playing to both your handicaps. So it's about playing to your handicap, but obviously then you get to the higher stuff, the state am qualifiers. They And the WSGA works with the USGA. They did a uh, U.S. Open qualifier up at Wild Rock earlier this year. Like Just play in some of these events because having that competition, like today was so much fun, even though it didn't go my way. Like just grinding it out and being competitive. It's, I really It's enjoy your biggest it. hobby. What is next on the Gabe Neitzel Tour of Golf here in the summer of 2020? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we do have the Open, the ESP Milwaukee Open coming up here later this month. Um, you know, we've got a couple majors out left, to, left in the Brown Deer golf season. So, you know, you always look forward to those. Uh, I think we have three of them left. This is always the big one, though. This is the one I always try to build up to. I'll probably take the next couple of days off. And you're not going back to square one. I hope not. There's no, not, no, you, no, you, no, no, no. You can't. No, no. I, 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 I feel really good with where I'm at. Again, I, I've just I grinded to get to this point today. Like a couple of times where I went to go hit some balls, where my wife is like, "Are you sure you want to go hit golf balls right now?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've got the state M qualifier coming up. I got to make sure everything's sharp." And unfortunately, driver was a little loose today, and it probably cost me a couple of shots. Well, I, I think at some point, do you think you're? Is this the tournament you most want to qualify yes. that you play in every year? Yeah, I, this is this has been a goal of mine. I, I kind of like I said, I think five six years ago, I decided I really wanted to be competitive with it, and actually started getting lessons and talking with pros and befriending pros, which is really good if you have friends that are pros. I, I highly recommend that. that. Um, but yeah, so this has been a goal of mine that I, I felt really good about today, and ultimately just kind of came up short. All right, big take. What happens first? Another Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl, or you qualify for the state am? I'm qualifying for the state am because the Packers aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. He might retire. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> Packer fans. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, I'm Game's one not of those your guys anymore. <laughs> look, I'm one of those guys that's nervous too. Spain and Fitz coming up next. Uh, appreciate you sitting in, Nolan. Anytime, buddy. On the T, we'll be back next Monday.